This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Hey, welcome. Good morning to one and all. Uh, my name's Dean Holland. And Dean I am the Holland? Newest, yeah, How'd the you little, get in here? I'm like a newest little transplant. You know those ones you pop in the little glass of water? Good. Yeah, and it is my, my pleasure to welcome to the first time... Charlie Dobbin. Oh, good segue. I like it. Little transplant, little, <laughs> little cutting, little, little roots. Water. <laughs> we're growing you. Yeah, nice. Well, welcome, Dean. Well, thank you. Hey, we're both here live and direct in Liberty Village. We are. How right. unusual is yeah, that? Zoomerplex. Yeah, and it's a little bit cloudy today, mm. but the temps are... A little bit warmer for this than time of year than, yeah, than <laughs> last night, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's been it's been actually quite lovely. Hey, you're down here from Collingwood. Did I you am. get some snow? You must have. Eh? Well, last week. Yes. Yeah, last week, Did and it? it actually, you know what? It lasted for about four days. Wow. Yeah, like it was because it was hovering right around the just above zero temperature, and so after we got that, and I'll tell Did you, you have when we got the snow, blow? yeah, wow, like there were a good three four inches <laughs> on the car, like oh that gosh. the morning that it snowed, yeah, yeah, and then it hung around. You know, in those little crevices of the roof line hung around there for about four days. Oh, yeah, really? It took about four days before it was all gone. Okay. So you're back to no snow We're back for to now. No snow, yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah. you are in the snow belt, which is we are. kind of fun, actually, having that. I mean, from a yeah. gardening perspective, I always think it's great to have guaranteed snow, which is what you have. It is, yeah. And uh, and it's a different mindset up there. I grew up in the Hamilton area, mm-hmm. and I say to people, you know, when you grow up in the city, the snow is just an inconvenience yeah. because yeah. you have to figure out where to put it. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing I realize is that in the city... They throw a lot more salt down because they oh. want to try and melt it down so it goes down the drains, right? Gross. And so, of course, getting around, it's always where, the, where you're trying to cross Huge the street puddles. and get onto the buses, Gray, right? ugly. But I tell you, in Collingwood Blue Mountain area mm. where I live, it's a whole different deal. I they know. throw mostly sand down for a bit of grip. They're mm. not trying to melt it. Mm-hmm. And it stays... With all due respect, Reasonably it stays white. a lot whiter, <laughs> a lot longer, so it's a lot prettier. And people have either moved up there to ski, mm-hmm. or they're running a business that relies on that for the economy, yeah. so it's a whole different mindset up there for sure. in that well, area. Well, kind country. of similar to where I live, in the sense, because I'm out in the county there, yes. Prince Edward County, so again, very much based on tourism dollars, mm-hmm. uh, so hotels, Airbnbs, wineries, restaurants, all that is a big deal, and as you point out, not a lot of salt. So, yeah, not a yeah, lot of it's salt. It's just, uh, you know, nobody's in a rush. It's, it's a different totally different mindset. It is a different. People have a little bit of a skip in their step mm-hmm. when the snow comes. Mm-hmm. And it boggled me in 2003 <laughs> when we moved up there because I started to get into this mindset, uh, here it comes Winter's again. coming, yeah. And people are like walking down the street with a little kick. And again, the yeah. gentleman who hired me to come up there and run the theater said, they're here to, you know, they've retired up here to golf mm-hmm. in the summer. Right. And they're here to ski in the winter. So as soon as the white stuff starts yeah. to come down, it's a happy they get day. excited. Well, and now there's all that mountain biking yeah. and there's a lot of summer activities as well. But you know what? You need to get to work here. I do. I so do. the I first to. thing I'm yeah. going to ask you to do is can you please read the numbers so yes, our I'm listeners we yeah, can we have the phone call numbers us. that you need to call. Uh, if you're in Toronto, 416-360-0740 or anywhere in Ontario. 
toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And of course, the mantra, I know, listen, Frank (laughs) told me, Frank told me, he said, call early, call often, and please, one question per call, okay? And And if you're a first-time caller. If you're a first-time caller, you got to let Carlos know, who will let me know, and then of course we have the little... The real bell. Get your garden You've to the real bell. Get your garden wings. The real bell. That's you a, got it. You know, okay. Frank really did pass the torch. Yeah, oh, because you yes, are doing a Big Band Sunday <laughs> night too, right? Yeah, I'm the host yeah. of Big Band Sunday night, yeah, and yeah. I have uh, the first hour of that is my own show, which is based on the music of the Great American Songbook. Neat. And uh, so, yeah, so that airs uh, seven to eight, and then I flip over to the more traditional format of Big Band Sunday night at eight o'clock, right through two eleven. Yeah. Wow, you're busy on Sundays. Busy guy. Yeah, hey, speaking sure. of busy, I'm just going to quickly mention that I. I am speaking to the Canadian Rose Society on uh, Tuesday, November 23rd. It's a Zoom event, 7 p.m. The topic is gardening in a changing climate. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to attend the Zoom event, anybody can. You don't need to belong to the Canadian Rose Society. Just register with CRS, so Canadian Rose Society, CRS Registrar at bell.net and you can join for this very timely presentation excellent okay and with that i think we have to take our first break and then when we come back we will have our first caller don't change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio and welcome back to the Garden Show. Charlie, we have our first caller. I have Sharon on the line from London. Welcome, Sharon. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Charlie. And I can't think of what your name is Dean. now. Dean. Dean. Morning, Whatever. Sharon. But anyway, um, what I'm calling for is um, cons- uh, regarding composting. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any plants? Uh, well, my plants all froze last week, but mm-hmm. anyway, I pulled them all. Is there any plants um, that shouldn't go in the compost? The two come to mind. One would be uh, black walnut leaves. Oh, no, no, I haven't got any of those. Okay, that's good. Uh, the other is oak leaves are very slow to decompose. No, I haven't got any of those either. You're good. <laughs> just, just, just garden plants, just yeah. like perennials and yeah. You're cutting down your perennials. Uh, just to be clear, I don't generally cut down a lot of my perennials. Except- well, I don't cut them down. I pulled them because they were all just floppy. Oh, I, I don't, I don't do the hostas. I just leave the hostas. Yes, leave those and everything else. Okay, um, so be careful with the pulling part of it, unless they just are, are coming off easily because they've frozen and they're just mush. Oh yeah. But I yeah. do cut down the peonies. So oh, go I haven't through. Got peonies Okay, so if if anybody (laughs) listening has peonies, pull out your pruners, cut your peonies off at ground level now, Uh because we've had frost, because they come up so early in the spring, they're hard to trim in the spring, because you end up trimming the new growth. So that's the only one that I make a point of cutting. Everything else, I just leave it alone. (laughs) Like, like, um, um, what do you call it? Marigolds. Yeah, annuals, flowers, all your vegetables, compost. Perfect. Yes, I can I can stick it all in the compost. Yipper, and you'll enjoy it. Your garden will enjoy seeing it again next year yeah. if you uh, can break it all down into something usable, which you will. It will just compost happens, so yeah. it will it will do its thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, thanks. Thank you very, thank you very much, Sharon. Sorry, I'm horse. Um, thank you very much, and have a good day, and stay safe and healthy. You too. Thank, thank you. you. You do sound a bit horse. I am one of those people. I have to go home and trim down my peonies. Uh, put that on your list. Yes, I didn't. I don't always do that. So. And do you have you ever had that in the spring where you go out there and you think, yeah. 
oh dear, this is going to be really hard yeah. to trim now because yeah. they come up so early. Now, will it, if I if I prune them down, will that help them come up in the? Will no, they, it should no? be the same. Okay. And what I started to say well, you are so lucky in Collingwood because you have that guaranteed snow cover. You're right. And snow, we think of it as a blanket, so to speak. It's not that it keeps anything warm. It's all the air spaces between the flakes of snow oh, that okay. provide a certain amount of insulation. So there's no warmth per se. It's just you, your plants, your garden, your lawn, everything <clears throat> is protected from the extremes. Right. Extreme so, wind, extreme cold, extreme warmth, all the crazy extremes. So when we have one of those winters that doesn't have a lot of snow, that's harder on the plants it because is. of that wind whipping by them. And that, believe me, off South Georgian Bay, yes, we get a lot of wind Yes, whipping. you do. You're <laughs> very do. exposed in Collingwood. We are. Unless very. you're tucked in a nice, with old trees and stuff. Yeah. You, where I am in the county, the county's flat, eh? Northwest wind all winter, like unbelievable. The wind. I I have never gardened like I am now. Ever been wow. in a situation? I mean, all my topsoil blew away last winter. It was like, where did it go? <laughs> the poor trees. Go? Oh my god. Anyway, it's all been scary. Okay, we have another call. We have another Sharon. We do. Yeah, we have Sharon this time from Gravenhurst on the line. Welcome, Sharon. Yes. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Charlie. Hmm. Um, I just recently bought a money tree, and I'm wondering the best way to care for it. Okay, so, and is this a good luck plant? Well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't won the lottery yet. <laughs> do you buy tickets? Oh, yeah. Oh, good for you. I always think I'm going to win and I never buy tickets. So, I mean, you know, well, that's why I, I buy ask. them and then they accumulate in my wallet, but it's wishful, <laughs> you know, it's there. It's always the anticipation. So the money tree you bought, is it in soil or in water? Soil. Okay. So bright light. It's a, this is a tropical plant, just so everybody has a sense of what we're talking about. What's commonly referred to as a money tree is actually a form of Dracaena. There's lots and lots of Dracaenas out there. Um, so uh, it doesn't have to be in a window. It doesn't have to be in direct sunlight, but it does need to be in a bright spot in your home. So we would really refer to that as a bright, indirect light. So, you know, it's, it's a pretty plant. It can go on a coffee table, on a you know, dining room table, whatever, and feel the soil. Do not water it. If it feels moist, wait until... So, and then it'll be dry on the surface and a little bit spongy. Wait until the sponginess in that soil has almost gone. So you're pretty dry in terms of the soil in the pot. A little moisture meter can help if you're not sure. When you water, water thoroughly. So water so water comes out the drainage holes, and you probably have it in some pretty little pot. So water thoroughly, room temperature water, very important with Dracaena. Room temperature, make sure it sits out for at least 24 hours. And then when you water, water out the drainage holes, and then check your, your um, over pot or your saucer. Don't let it sit in water. Let it sit for 5 or 10 minutes, and then dump out any of the excess. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'll do what you say. All right. <laughs> okay. And Thanks. report back. That should that should turn out really nicely. So, Thanks so much, Sharon. Yeah, and you know, I'm looking we have open lines. Oh, we have open lines. Okay. We yeah. do. So of course the phone numbers again, if you are in Toronto, four one six three six zero zero seven four zero anywhere in the province of Ontario, toll free one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. You're going to get your neighbors uh, onto this. You're going to have them calling oh, yeah. in. I bet. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I got. I have to say, with all due respect to Frank, one of the one of the big differences because Frank and I both work in entertainment. Mm-hmm. I worked in entertainment forever, for yeah. nearing thirty years yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but I do love gardening, uh, and uh, I grew up with a with a dad who was always out gardening. Nice. Uh, and then my maternal grandparents, especially my grandmother, <laughs> uh, always gardening. So and, I learned a lot from and her. Food or ornamental or both? Both. Okay. Yeah, they always had you know the European. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother, my mother's side of the family, Polish, Czech, German. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, uh, v- you, no 
portion of the yard was left untouched. Everything nice. was bordered. Yeah, Lots yeah. of flowers, yeah, yeah. but a vegetable plot and mm-hmm. fruit trees and grapevines over the patio, like yeah. constant. You know? Nice. Yeah. 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 So good use of space. Yeah, like very, uh, very high space, low space, yep. you know, beautiful. They used everything. I know. Some of the older European gardens are the best. So, I so that's so you're a, a, a keen hobby gardener. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Frank always swore he could kill a, an artificial plant, which is true. <laughs> I, I, he actually, I think, did kill some artificial plants. So, yeah. Uh, Which you, is really, a, that is a talent. Uh, it's got to do, I think, dust and dirt mm. build up. They just kind of collapse mm. in front of you. <laughs> so you know, it's like, okay. So yeah, we never relied on Frank much for, for yeah. no, anything it, and that, in the way of garden. I picked so. up on that in, yes. uh, yeah, over the years listening to Frank. I think we have to, we have we to go do. to our first, yeah, we have to go to our, another break. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we come back, we'll have some more callers. Plus, I brought a little gift in for you. I okay? see. And there's so, a little. And I have a question as well. Okay, so we're going to take... It doesn't sound like anything when I shake (laughs) it, but you can hear the paper. (laughs) You can hear it. (laughs) All right. Okay, so we will be right back after these messages. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Okay, we are back. And, uh, Charlie, we have John on the line ah. from Mississauga. Good Our morning, John. Oh, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Dean. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie, I heard you talking about uh, trimming, um, you know, all, what you call them, uh, peonies yeah, and all that. Yeah, perennials. I've done. My question is, how about the shrubs? I have some shrubs, a global, uh, I have around four or five in front, um, and I think they're growing in each other. Is it the best time to do it now or in the spring? Are these like evergreens, like cedar, globe cedar? Evergreens, yeah. yeah. yeah globe cedar and boxwood, and um, I think that is what. Yeah. I can see maybe, what, six of them? Okay, One, so... two, three, four, five. <laughs> Very commonly yeah. used and, and as a fa- you know they're how do you call it they're getting a little bit crowded not crowded I mean there's maybe around around ten inches in between but maybe even less okay. Yes, they do need to be sheared and or pruned, but uh-huh. I, I would not do it now. And the okay. reason I wouldn't do it now is any shearing or pruning you do now leaves behind a very evident cut. A, a wound mm-hmm. and there will be no filling in no new growth filling that in mm-hmm. so you'll be looking at that all winter mm-hmm. no, if it no, suddenly no. were to get a little bit mild which it could because it's so unpredictable what's our new normal with you know mm-hmm. weather new growth could start to sprout and if it does it will get frosted off as soon as we get cold mm-hmm. so what i do with any things like uh, globe cedars Cedar hedges, um, obviously boxwood, boxwood hedges, any of the plants where we do want them pretty tidy, pretty neat, uh, a nice form. I do my my pruning, my shearing when they are actively growing because whatever I do to them will very quickly fill in and be covered over. But you have to anticipate the growth that's coming this season. So with, say, a globe cedar, it can grow, you know, 10 centimeters, four inches a year. And if I want to keep that globe cedar at a one meter width, I have to always cut it back to allow that 10 centimeter growth. Yeah. Otherwise, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Before you know it, you can't see your house exactly anymore. Other, that's what I mean. Like, for example, in the spring, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'll trim it and then I don't want to sort of to open up uh, the branches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you trim too much. Mm-hmm. 
Cedars are not highly forgiving, but they often will fill in new growth on the tips. You'll always have that deadwood on the inside, but nobody sees it because you've got the nice green on the outside. Mm-hmm. Boxwood, on the other hand, you can trim any way you like, and new growth will sprout. So, okay. yeah, but do Thank it. You. It'll look the best, and at the same okay. time, talk Thanks, Charlie. Best. Thanks, Dean. Take Great. care. Thanks, Thanks John. John. Thanks for calling. You may have, you, you may, Charlie, have just answered one of my questions because mm. uh, my wife and I, Gail, is my mm. wife, oh, we yes. were looking at, uh, we have like a blackberry, I want to call it a bush, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's like, you know, 20 feet tall, grows okay. these like blackberries that the birds always get. Okay. Um, and it's got a couple of the, the, the branches or the offshoots that are, that are kind of dead. And I was oh. wondering if I should trim them now or should I wait till the spring? Well, the interesting thing about dead wood dead branches, dead yeah. tips, dead anything, is you can trim them anytime. Anytime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's unsightly now, I would cut back, but okay. always you're pruning on a dry day. Never prune okay. when it's wet. Oh, okay. uh, and sharp pruners, obviously, or loppers, as yeah. the case may be. But um, you can wait it, it, till the spring, because right, right now it wouldn't look any different. Mm-hmm. It would just look like the leaves have dropped off. Yeah. Unless it's really wizened or black or whatever. It's really obviously deadwood. Okay. And it's cute. You call it a blackberry. I mean, there really yeah. are blackberries, right? Well, they're these... They're the bigger ones. Are they single berries? Uh, no, or they're, they're big cast- like a cluster. Oh, a cluster. Yeah. Mm. And this, this, this it looks like a tree, yeah. but it, it uh, each, and the trunks are, you know, three, four inches. And it and gets they- flowers, obviously, before it gets the yes. berries. And are they white, like, like almost look like Queen Anne's lace kind of white flowers? Kind of, sort of. I'm trying to remember now. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to notice yeah, next spring. I am going to have to, yeah. Because there's a, a number. I mean, it could be, I was going to say amelanch here, but it's not that. So it could be something like elderberry. It um, might be that. It could be a viber. Burnham. Yeah. There's a number of actually native, these okay. are all native yeah. fruit bearing plants that give you very pretty flowers. Right. And then, of course, where the flowers were, we get a bunch of berries. Well, I will take a picture of the leaf. Okay. And I will send it to you. Maybe we can chat about it next week. Maybe. Just to, okay. All right, Speaking I, of which, yes, I want you to open the gift I, that I brought I, for you. It's so sweet. You brought me a gift. Like, it's, it's not my birthday. No, no, it's first but day. But your first day. I'm supposed to be giving my you a gift. Our <laughs> first day. Okay. And this will, this, this will, it'll all come together once you open it. Okay. But this is our first day. Yes. And so, yes. And, yes, because uh, Frank officially did retire. He did. He did. So yes. that's why, you know, I'm auditioning you to be the new Frank. <laughs> you got and if you consider my how I introduced myself at the beginning of the show, oh, you will understand. <laughs> there you go. So I brought... For go. for the the cameras because there are cameras. Yep. For anybody who's watching the the live stream of the mm-hmm. show, this is a Chinese food box, <laughs> takeout <Yeah>. box <laughs> with cutting jade plant jade. cuttings. Yeah. And so you yeah. it needed some pruning, or you thought I needed some jade plants? Well, you know what I. My question that I have for you, and the, I sent you a picture oh, you can look up on your phone. Um, I inherited this oh, jade okay. from uh, a very dear couple of them that I knew in, in Toronto. Um, I called the jade plant Grancy, which is a combination of Greg and Nancy. Oh, okay? I see. So, okay, great. And it got so big. I, I mean, like this thing it. is like three and a half feet around wow. and uh, as many feet high. Huh. And so we take it out in the summer. We bring it. It takes two people to bring it in. Oh, I mean, my son, Logan, uh, brought it in with Gail uh, about a week and a half ago and it's been inside Mm -hmm. Uh, but the first year that i got it it bloomed nice and i don't know how i made it bloom because now for the last three years i can't make it bloom (laughs) and so 
need you to tell me what I did. Well, it's interesting because you don't. It's rare to get a jade to bloom here in Ontario yeah, inside our home. I grew up with them. We had them at home. Yeah, it's I'd a never, great I didn't even green know they plant. Could bloom. Oh, well, that's what's neat. Exactly, because you just don't see them blooming yeah. very often. Um, I think of Sansevieria, also known as mother-in-law's tongue. Very rare to see it bloom. Yeah, it was probably the light levels. If you can give this plant sufficient light, like really bright light, okay. all through the summer. So if it's inside, it's yeah. in a southern window or a western window, lots and lots of light. Or in your case, it's outside. Do you put it, you start it, I imagine, in a bit of shade when you first take it out. Yeah. In fact, we keep it sort of close to the hedge so it doesn't get too much sun because we, you, you can burn the, yes. the leaves, I guess. Yes. So. You can if it's too intense. And of course, the sunshine intensity outside is much more than inside with, you know, with no right. glass. Um, and I, so the picture I sent you, which you can look at, it yeah, shows yeah. the blooms. And yeah. I took it because, I, honestly, I didn't know that jade's... <laughs> Could bloom. They do. It was so magical. And now it's been frustrating because now you I want can't it to bloom get it again. to do it again. Well, but it's obviously very healthy. I mean, it looks great. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you're, you're doing the right thing in terms of your watering, etc. So it was three years ago when it last bloomed. Yeah. Have you ever fertilized it since no. then? So remember, in a pot, you, the, it's very limited what plants. Mm-hmm. We give them water. But the, the soil at some point becomes depleted of all nutrient. Okay. Now, I'm not suggesting you fertilize now because we're getting down to the real dark days yeah. and plants are having a little sleep and you know hunkering down but come february when the days are longer and the plants are all you can hear them all kind of getting perky okay uh, you know, on a sunny day in february mixing up a little all-purpose just like a 2020 or even a flowering plant fertilizer oh, okay so a 15 30 15 something with a little higher middle number mixing it up as per directions when it's time to water and watering with that just once, just do it yeah. that once, uh, and then because how often do you water this plant? What, every two months or so, or um, you know, uh, when it's outside, of course we probably we don't water it at all. We right. just we just rely rain. on the, on the yeah. rains. Um, I. I we we could be one of those ones guilty of overwatering it. I suppose my wife does not normally look like does it. the watering. No, you know what the rule is with jade? When you think it's the day to water, yeah, wait a week. Okay. <laughs> okay, because it's a succulent. It is, so and the, those thick leaves are are holding and um, storing water, water for yeah. the plant, as, as, as well as the stems. Okay, so the soil is bone dry, and you're saying, "Oh, I must water this. It's like a desert." Wait a week, right? Because there's unless the leaves have gotten real wrinkly, then you've got to the point where you need to get some moisture gotcha. in there. So my hope is is that that you can, <laughs> as I'm a little starter here at, at the Zoomer yes. that you can start this at home. Uh, good idea, and then that will be from our first day together. Uh, I'll, plant, I'll get one started for you. Plants. We'll grow one. We'll do a competition so you can okay. grow the biggest jade. And I do have a question. Is that the type of uh, trimming that you would put in water, or do you put it directly in the soil? Uh, with a succulent, if you put it straight into water, it's likely to rot. Okay. So I wouldn't. Uh, geraniums, coleus, lots of plants, no problem. Put them yep. in water to get roots. This, I would sit it out, and leaving it as you have is good. Yeah. Sit it out, dry it down. I'd probably use a little rooting hormone at this time of year. Okay. And then I'd go straight into a moist sand or soil. Okay. And then let it be. Great. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, We've got uh, callers. We have, yeah, we have Doreen on the phone mm-hmm. from Belgrave, Ontario. Welcome, Doreen. Good morning, Charlie and John. Good morning. Want to say thank you, Frank, for each and every Saturday morning. I think Frank's listening, so he will have heard that. Yeah. Frank's a we great guy. We have a question. Mm-hmm. We want to know, can we put the black landscaping fabric around our trees and perennial shrubs and cover it with crushed stone to hold it down to eliminate a lot of the weeding. Hmm. 
Theoretically, yes, but you have to make sure you pull all the weeds before you put the fabric down. And that's a spring job, really. You wouldn't try and do that now, I wouldn't think. Um, the stones, I, the only reason I'm sort of saying theoretically is I'm just not a really big fan of putting a lot of weight in the way of, you know, a couple inches deep of gravel or stones over the roots of trees and shrubs. Um, remember that those trees and shrubs, they do, they obviously need water, but they also need air. And that, that weight, that compaction that happens with the weight of all those. You see river rock used quite a lot as a mulch these days. I'm just not a really big fan. River rock's fine, but not over the roots of plants is kind of my feeling. I would be more inclined to put the fabric down and then put an organic mulch, like a bark mulch or something like that, that will slowly decompose and will, believe it or not, add some life to your soil. You do need bacteria, fungi, all kinds of things in your soil for it to be alive and happy and healthy, and organic material will support that. Make sense? Uh, Our problem was... They're 81 and 91, and you have to keep putting down that mulch. True. So the rock is good because it doesn't have to be replaced. Do you have a lot of squirrels in your neighborhood? A lot of Squirrels. No. Okay. Um, Then it could work. It could work. I mean, the reason I mentioned squirrels is because squirrels are very curious. And you lay down fabric, and then you put something over that fabric, and the squirrels go, wow, I wonder what's underneath (laughs) those rocks. And they start pulling on the fabric, and you can never put it back down. Once it's up, like pulled up, you have to remove all the rocks, do it all. You know, it becomes a huge deal. Can you you pin it down or stake it down? You should pin it down, yeah. yeah. But still, squirrels can do anything. (laughs) I do hope we have went ahead and done a whole lot of the fruit trees in the orchard, I hope we haven't done harm. Um, probably not. They're pro- how long? They're trees that have been there for a long, long time? They're all different stages. Nice. From 55 years to five years. Wow. You've been busy. You are keen gardeners, the two of you. We have a, a beautiful sea buckthorn oh, orchard. Yeah. yeah, really? And do you, do you harvest that? Do you use that for medicinal purposes? Pounds and pounds and pounds of them. Yes. And what do you do with them? We put them in our oatmeal cereal and our salad. Wow. They are so healthy. That's why you're 81 and 91 and still gardening. I want some of that. See, <laughs> Buckthorn, write that down. Just, we're, the, our land, our garden, we have a lot of vegetable gardens. And they're too wet to till this fall. Okay, well that's okay. It's I'm not a big fan of tilling anyway. If, if a good a garden that's been well looked after probably doesn't need tilling. A little bit of weeding maybe in the spring and a little planting. I wouldn't go crazy with tilling. They were out there weeding, making oh. sure they're. They, I feel that some of them can grow in the winter time. Yes, some of those. That's why we call them weeds. <laughs> they're plants <laughs> growing where we don't want them, <laughs> and they're often may very I, tough. May I tell you a hint? Sure. We were troubled with carrot worm. Oh yeah. Okay. And now we plant below the carrot seed and above the carrot seed. Coffee ground. Yeah, yeah, good idea. So you set no up carrot worm. Yeah, you set up an environment where those they're maggots, really, that they just are not happy. And the carrots are fine; they cope fine with the coffee. But beautiful, beautiful, good tip. I hope there's other people listening because that would be a good idea for you know onion maggots, anything, any of those root crops where you are you have pests in your soil. The coffee ground idea is a good one. I like it. 
Thank you. Listen, thank you very much, Doreen. And I love your sea buckthorn story too. I'm yeah. just I'm gonna get I wrote it down. Uh, Dean's, I wrote it down. Dean's thinking. I'm and now gonna... I'm thinking those carrots. They probably help you like perk up in the morning there too. You, you can go. just grab a, instead of a cup of coffee. Great you can grab a stories. With Great. Those I have um, an email. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, from uh, Karen. In Dunville, Ontario. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dunville when we finish. Yes. There's something very unique about Dunville. Um, it says, good morning. I planted my garlic in October during the full moon as I did last year. And now I have six-inch sprouts up and wondering if they will be okay for next season's harvest. Mm-hmm. And so she's just west of Dunville. And she wrote this email first week of November. So it's about right. a week ago. Yep. Um, <clears throat> right. So two things. One is... Um, in the future, plant your garlic a little later. Wait till mid-October and down in Dunville Way, maybe even closer to Halloween, to plant your garlic. Just because you want a little bit of root action, but you don't really want a lot of stem action, which is what's happened, right? The stems okay. have popped yeah. up. <clears throat> Will they um, be okay for next season? Likely. The green sprouts that have come up above ground will probably frost off. They'll turn yellow, uh, get all a little wizened up. But next spring, other ones will grow. If you... Uh, are in a situation where you can you have leaves kicking around you don't know what to do with you can always um, mulch up some leaves and put the leaves around those green sprouts never know just like the snow we talked about yeah. up your way uh, leaves do the same thing they trap air yeah so it's it's not that keeping them warm so much it's just protecting them from the extremes the cold the wind all those things sometimes leaves will blow away though if it's a really windy gotcha. spot and is garlic a pretty hearty Thing that will it's one of the easiest things you can grow. Okay. Because you plant the, you know, you take a big clove of a bulb of garlic, break the cloves off, yes, and pop those cloves down underground around Halloween, mid-October, yeah. Halloween, and they start coming up in the spring, green plants, then they get the flower, and you can right. cut those, you always cut those off and put them in a stir-fry or whatever, your breakfast. Yeah. And, uh, Is that the scape? Yeah, exactly. Scape. Scape. Yeah, okay, and you can pay a lot of money for scapes. Yeah, at, but at talk to me about the full moon thing. Okay. Okay, so the, just that's a good question. Yeah. Why is this person, Karen, caring that it's a full moon? There are people that garden by the moon. Now, that doesn't mean they do it in the dark when the moon is out. Right. It's got to do with what the, um, the, where the phase is of the moon. When the moon is full, the moon is the closest to the earth that it ever is in the 30-day cycle. So when the moon is full, tides are at their highest because the gravitational pull between the moon and the earth is at its most extreme. Right. So think about it. Tide is at its highest. Water is at its highest on the surface of the earth. If we garden by the moon and we plant seeds during a full moon, naturally occurring moisture is more likely to be at the higher, closer to the surface of the earth, thus moistening our seeds or our garlic cloves to then give them a good start. There we are. Yeah, yeah. There is could, some science behind yeah, there gardening is by the moon. Science. <laughs> I, um, I just thought this would be a good time also to mention if you do wish to send a question via email to Charlie, uh, Charlie's email is c.dobbin at mzmedia.com. Okay? It is time for us to take another break because we have to, we, we want to make room for our, our, our sponsors that make the show happen. Okay? And then we will come back uh, with some more callers. Okay? Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. 
exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Oh, well, this is a treat and a half. I have, <laughs> I got Frank on the line. Frank, how are you? <laughs> hey, good morning, you guys. Good, good morning, morning, Frankie. I called specifically because I the only request I have is that Dean reach for the bell and give me a first-time caller. Hey, I've never called into the garden. That's true. I have a first-time caller on the line. There you go. There you Welcome. go, Frank. Welcome. There you go. Welcome this to the Garden is, Show. Uh, you guys sound terrific. <laughs> Thank really. You. Thanks, Frank. Uh, and I just wanted to call and congratulate Dean. Uh, don't make her, um, <laughs> let's see, uh, try not to upset her too much. She has a habit of kicking people under the table. <laughs> I just wanted to warn you that. Frank and I, I used to sit. you guys go out for breakfast across the street to yeah. the Liberty Cafe. Yeah. Yep. Dean, make sure she doesn't make you pay all the time. I, I already offered to take him she out. Did, it's yeah. his first shift, yeah. after all. Yeah. In all fairness, Charlie <laughs> did offer even before we got into the studio, and so, so I, yeah. Nice try, Frank. Yeah. Okay. You, now, you, Frank, you, I, I have a question, yeah. Frank. Is it true that you can actually kill an artificial plant? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, and I kind of I, lo- I love doing it. Uh, it's it's sort of a weird. It quirk in my personality that I would wind up being a, a co-host of a garden show and, and wind up killing all these plants. But that said, uh, can I just give a quick plug for BBSN Big Band Sunday night? You've got to listen in to this guy. He is really, really good, so knowledgeable, and what a nice guy, too. Nice. So all the very best, Dean, and Charlie, uh, you continue on, my love, uh, and all the very best to uh, all the, the gang in Prince Edward County. Thanks, okay? Frank. Hey, don't be a stranger, you know. Coffee's yeah. always on. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I won't have to demand that bell anymore. <laughs> no, you, I was going to say, get you call in as many times as you want, but you will never get the bell again, Frank. <laughs> but you oh, do oh, have okay. your garden wings now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <good> stuff. Uh, <laughs> Frank, you just made my day. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take Bye. it easy, Frank. Wow. He's so funny. Treat. Sometimes when he would come on to the show, we'd be doing our normal thing. And yeah. he'd say, I just want to give a shout out to my, you know, the guy who gave me a banana this morning. Yeah. Like he just, he was always <laughs> oh, like shouting random. at the, yeah, the person that he sat next to in some pub last night. Then I'd go, okay, what about your dry cleaner? Like, what about, you know, <laughs> let's get it. What about your shoe shine guy? Give everybody your shout outs right now. Let's get it done. This is the garden show, yes. but you know, you do your shout outs. <laughs> the shoe shine guy. That's great. <laughs> Okay, I have got Barb on the line. Barb, where are you from? Morning. You there, Barb? Um, And I was just wondering, oh, good morning to both of you. Good morning. And Barb, where where are you calling from, hon? It's called Aiton, A-Y-T-O-N. Oh, yeah, yeah, Aiton. Yeah. It's near Hanover. You got it. And what's your question there, Barb? Um, Yeah, I was just wondering, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it properly, but I think it's something like a Mondervilla plant, the trumpet-like white flowers that it gets. Mandevilla, yep. Yeah, okay. So since I brought it in now, about a month ago, um, it's losing all its leaves, and there's mainly just stems left. I'm just wondering how far back or if I should be cutting that back. So tell me where you've got it in your house. Is it upstairs in the, you know, family room? room um, just close to a window. It actually sounded to me like she might have got it from Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. Don't let Frank near any plants. (laughs) (laughs) So a living room, do you have any idea what direction your living room faces in terms Um, of sun? West. 
Oh, okay. So, and do you have shears on the windows, or do you have the sun coming in in the afternoon? Uh, we have sun coming in in the afternoon, And yeah. it's near the window, so a couple of feet away from the window. Yeah. So if you felt the soil right now, what would the soil feel like? Uh, well, it, it seems to need a lot of water, or, or more leaves drop as well, even when it's out in the summertime. It's so is that a new plant you bought this past spring, or was that something you've no, had for... No, it's about three or four years old. Okay. So you've done this before. You've had it in the living room over the winter, kept yeah. it alive, no problem. Yeah, and actually, like, it's bloomed more in the last two weeks than it did all summer. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Hibiscus does that, too, right? They bloom oh. like crazy when we bring them in, and that's they're so big, we need to prune them, and the flowers yeah. are there, and we can't prune them. So t- a couple of things. When we're near windows in our houses, if we have forced air duct work in our houses, there yeah. are always vents right by the windows. That plant, and none of our tropical plants want hot air blowing on them. So oh. make sure you've got a vent deflector, something you can pick up at a local hardware store. It's a little magnetic, clear plastic um, uh-huh. sort of curved thing that sits on the vent and blows that hot air across the floor rather than straight up into the plant. So okay. do that. And, uh, and you're right. We, it got cool. Our furnaces started coming on. And I noticed the same thing. My indoor plants, I've barely watered them all summer. And now all of a sudden that winter's coming, they're drying up much faster than they were. Uh-huh. So do water as required, but make sure that you, with a, a plant like Mandevilla, it's a fairly deep pot. It's probably like, you know, a foot deep or more. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit hard to know what the moisture is like down deep. Mm-hmm. If you can get a moisture meter, that will help. It's a probe. It goes mm-hmm. down into the soil and tells you what the moisture is like down in that soil at the bottom. You can feel the top, but you, you, know, you just can't feel down a foot. Yeah. Okay. Um, you do want to... It's a challenge. If it's in your living room, it's warm temperatures, you know, you want it to be a lot. It's not a dormant situation. So trim it back. Trim it back to where you, if you might see a little bit of green bud or a little green stem, trim it back as much as by half. Hopefully, yeah, likely what will happen is some new growth will start to grow. It'll be very slow, but you want that. You want some new leaves. It's normal for the leaves to drop. They've been outside in the sun. Those are leaves that were accustomed to the outside sunshine levels. Inside... They need yeah, new leaves. it's kind of hard to cut it, where to cut it down because I've been winding it around, you know, because it gets those long things in there. Yeah, the... so then don't worry too much about cutting it dramatically right now. Just keep cleaning up the leaves as they drop. Uh-huh. And then do set aside a day in February where you're going to unwind it all and you're going to take it all off that trellis and that, that arbor that you've got it growing on, the wire form. Uh-huh. Then you're going to cut it all back. And as it starts to grow again in February, you'll start winding it again. Okay, yeah, I was a little scared, actually, to start trimming because, well, I I tried to get through last week, and then I checked it on the Internet, and it said you have to be careful because it's very irritant uh, to your skin if you get some of that... um, Sap. Sap or something on on you? Yes, um, we're all different. You know, it's like one of my students yesterday, he can roll in poison ivy and not have any effects. I roll in poison ivy and I'm one walking pustule. So we can just wear some gardening gloves? Yeah, so we're all different. So always wear gloves on principle when you're doing any kind of pruning, particularly plants that tend to bleed. 
Uh, pardon? Just wear gloves. Oh, okay. Is that the same with an, an umbrella plant, too, mm-hmm. that you can trim that back? Yep. I wouldn't do a lot of trimming now unless you need to. Do all our trimming in the spring. For now, just clean up the, the dead leaves as they start to drop. Just keep them tidy and be careful to not overwater because there is a tendency to overwater. And just keep them alive. Get them through the dark days of winter, and then we'll get them going again in the spring. But it, it's okay to trim this mandevilla plant now? Uh, it, if it's the tips are dying, then I would definitely trim it back. But if it's all too wound up, and actually in some cases the tips are alive, all your dead is in the center. So don't trim unless it's convenient to do so. Just keep it tidy and water as necessary. Oh, okay. All right. All right thanks. Yeah. Talk fertilizer and everything next spring. It. Okay. Thanks so much, Barb. Great. Okay. We have to uh, go into a bit of a break now. Uh, we do. Those sponsors. And then we'll have a call from Kathy when we come back. Okay. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. The on the line, calling from Port Franks. Morning. Morning, Kathy. Top of the morning to you, Charlie. <laughs> and are you a Kathy with a C or a Kathy with a K? Sorry, she didn't hear your oh, question. Are you a Kathy with a C or a Kathy with a K, Kathy? With a C. C. There you go. So what's going on at your place? Well, I was thinking of um, planting a nine bark, mm-hmm. and I'm told that some of them have mold. What should I stay away from? How should I plant it? And we have sandy soil in Port Franks. We're on Lake Huron. Mm. Yes, yes. Okay, um, so, so nine bark is a lovely native shrub. So, you know, yes. a good choice. But it does get big. So have you got a nice big spot for it? Yes. Okay, big as in two meters wide by two meters tall. Oh, for sure. Okay, good. Okay, so <clears throat> the one that has been very popular and was new on the market about 20 years ago is called Diablo. So D as in dog, I-A-B-L-O, actually B-O-L-O. So Diablo, so nine bark, Physocarpus is the proper name, purple leaves, pink flowers, um, you know, a very attractive shrub. However, it does have a tendency towards powdery mildew by the end of July, early August. If you're in a real windy spot, nice open, airy, sunny spot, you're less likely to end up with any mildew. But it does tend to happen if there's any, you know, dead air. Those, you know, those humid days, humid evenings we get late summer, midsummer, and that, you know, just you can feel the moisture in the air. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be my first choice, but it certainly is a beautiful plant. I, at my new home where I've been installing all new plants because it was all a big blank canvas, I put in a nine bark, put in three of them actually called Amber Jubilee. So Amber Jubilee, the leaves are, the new growth is amber colored, very, very coppery, wow. really pretty leaf, yeah. which darkens as it gets older. But the new growth, the tips are always this kind of coppery color. Again, big, beautiful flowers, um, beautiful berries and uh, a big plant. And so far, I'm loving them. They look amazing after their first real summer at my place. No evidence of any disease whatsoever. That's, okay, that's good to know. Um, how do you trim it? Well, you have options. Many people will shear them and turn them into a round ball. I personally am not a fan of round ball plants because they don't naturally grow like that. Mm-hmm. Best case, what you would do is you let it grow for a couple of years, and then you go in and, you t- and selectively prune out some of the older, bigger, fatter stems from inside the plant, keeping it always in a somewhat round shape because that is one of its forms, but not a perfect like a poodle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So in front of our places, um, we get a lot of wind. Yep. But in the back, it's sort of protected. It would be, do better in the front than I take it. Um, it's the fine. Side. Yep. It will, it's happy in the wind. It was. It does want some sun, though. It wants a minimum of five to six hours direct sunlight every day during the summer. Okay. okay. It'll get that. Perfect. Perfect. That's wonderful. Thank you for taking my call. Happy to take your call. And um, no, you know, I'm getting a little like sign language from Dean, wondering if we should take another call. We have a mere two minutes left, and I just wanted to spend the two minutes. So you're right. We could maybe go to a quick email, but I just want to say thank you. It's been a real pleasure meeting you. Well, thank you. You as Uh, well. <laughs> it's been great. I have a, I actually have a quick question there on behalf of my my go. wife who's been very angry lately. <laughs> no, why? Very angry. Why? Uh because uh despite putting bone meal in the ground mm-hmm. for her bulbs or tulips. Mm-hmm. We came home last week and the squirrels had dug up one of the bunch of them and thrown them all to the side, about seven of them. I went inside. I said, uh, go take a look. She came, just went out there. She's so mad at these squirrels. <laughs> Screaming at the squirrels. And, so, and, and we were kind of surprised because we go, okay, we put the bone meal in, which we've never done. Okay, it's and blood. it didn't seem to... Okay, just to be clear, you probably should have been putting blood meal. Blood meal. Okay. Okay. So, both so from, check that. They're yeah. both from the abattoir, right? So you have bone meals from bones, blood meals from blood. Yeah. All big. Uh, Cooked down yep. so that it's you know disease free, etc. But blood meal squirrels have never seen a cow, but when they smell the blood from a large animal, they yeah. go, "Whoa, there's a large animal here!" Right. And they will typically not dig and fool around with gotcha. your bulbs. Usually, they replant them, so they just do a whole redesign on your garden. Okay. <laughs> That's the worst thing. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're landscapers. Yes, and yeah. it's not what I planted; it's what the squirrels no. planted. So they will they'll mess with you that way. A little chicken wire uh, is okay. always a good short term, like when you first plant. Plant. Yep. Uh, I, I can give you some more tips next week if you okay. like on ways to trick the squirrels because the squirrels they are curious creatures yes. and they're very you know you basically throw some peanuts over there distract them and then quickly plant the bulbs and they don't see that you planted them we will do that hey yeah. thanks again it and, has been yeah, great spending this time with you I'm looking forward to uh, to weeks ahead all right well we'll see yeah, yeah we'll try this remotely what might not be yeah. quite we'll see we'll figure okay, it out great. um now, thank you Carla for all yep. your help, of course. Thank you to our great callers and our most favorite caller of all, Frank Proctor, who called in, Indeed. making us both smile from ear to ear. So yeah. he's he's a good man and going to miss him. But, you know, you're, you've got some big shoes to fill, and I mm-hmm. think you're, you're on your way. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. You've made it my first week here delightful <laughs> and smooth sailing. Good stuff. See everybody again next week. Next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.